you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. everyone the ready set go real estate investing podcast it is your boy mr brandon elliott your host and we got the pleasure today to be interviewing mr legacy perez what's up my friend what's up what's up what's what's going on man how are you good good how you doing brother oh fantastic man just here at one of my projects you know i got the markers to write on the whiteboard i just came from another project just crazy stuff but uh i'm excited to be here man i'm excited to share and and just chat it up Cool, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, the, I mean, this podcast, it's all about giving back and uh, really educating people, inspiring them to take action. And I know that's that's something that you definitely resonate with. And, you know, just, just by looking with the gear right now, what do you got on? You know how we get style, baby? You got behind the movement. <laughs> so my, my whole life, uh, I've, I've always been uh, a big fan of obviously movement and dancing, but I feel like everything that we do, whether it's real estate, business, um, whatever relationships, it's all about movement, like energy. And I started from scratch and it's, it came from dancing, but then it developed into, uh, helping people to figure out who they truly are and embrace that, uh, inner, inner self and be the best you, you could possibly be. So everything that's behind the movement, your why, your what, your how, the, the mindset, everything on, on, on the personal development and, uh, being able to achieve and attain the results that you want. So we're, we're helping people on a daily basis with, with every aspect of their life uh, and business. Yeah, man. That's awesome. I love it. So for those out there that don't know, um, you know, give, give a little bit of a rundown from, I know you're from Miami. Um, you're like a, a B-boy champ. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you guys some context. Uh, I, so I am originally from Miami, born in New York. My family's Colombian. Um, so I'm a b-boy obviously I started break dancing b-boying when I was like 15 16 years old mm-hmm. and for me majority of it was I just wasn't wasn't good in school um, and, and at, at a young age I developed a physical twitch uh, because my mom and my brother left the country and I didn't understand why and I had anger problems and I was so upset and so I developed a twitch and then when I got to high school I started twitching uh, even more and then I what I would do is I learned dance to cover it up uh and and every move that i would do would turn into a uh, like every twitch that i would do i try to like cover it up and mask it and through that i became the best kind of the best dancer in the world and when i say that i don't mean like the skillful dancer but i was like i'm gonna make a living dancing uh and so and so i decided to to pursue dance as a career and learn the business of dance and learn everything that it has to do with agencies moving to los angeles and getting multiple streams of, of income dancing as a dancer uh, on stages with Chris Brown, Gwen Stefani, Mariah Carey, uh, Christina Aguilera, Tony Braxton, Justin Timber, uh, Justin Bieber. Um, I mean, you name it, every pop artist I've been, you know, Black Eyed Peas. Uh, I've been a part of some type of AMA, VMAs, the Video Music Awards, um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I just, so many things in dance. Uh, but primarily, I'm a performer that learned from the street. I grew up in a 
uh, you know, not a great place, Miami, but it was more like Cutler Ridge. I almost got kidnapped. And then from that moment, it just kind of sprung into my mind that whatever I, the dedication and discipline and, and everything that I put, every ounce of passion and pain that I put into learning to dance, uh, I took that and translated into another thing, which was real estate. Uh, and all of a sudden it's like, you know, it's been, it's blown up and mm -hmm. it's not that I'm anything special. It's just that I'm able to channel and transition the right way by taking my gifted talents of whatever it is, whether it's people, meeting people and communication uh, to performing and being enthusiastic. And I take that and put it into real estate. And all you, all of a sudden you got uh, a, a badass real estate investor that cares and loves about what he does uh, and transformation. Oh yeah. I love it. So you, you, I mean, your story as well, just coming from Miami out to Los Angeles was kind of, <laughs> was a, was a crazy one at that. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, so touching on that. Uh, so I was sitting in a movie theater in 2004 watching the movie, you got served. Uh, and I, I loved it. It was like really cool until I saw a guy doing a move that I was like, that was what I was known for. And I, and I saw it and I'm like, man, that's crazy. Like we're, we're my friend and I, when I say we're, it was my best friend. He was like, man, we should be on the big screen. I said, yeah, man, that's messed up. Like, how do you like, we're just as good as them. Why aren't we there? He goes, we got to move to LA. I got up, popcorn spilled, and I ran out the door. He's like, where are you going? I said, I'm moving to LA, man. He's like, nah, we're going together. So we left, uh, packed the car up, $240 in my pocket, drove from Miami to Los Angeles. Uh, nobody told me that that wasn't enough money for gas. So we ran out of gas in New Orleans, uh, decided to Bourbon Street. Uh, Bourbon Street, we started a street perform there uh, and decided to do that for mo for money. And we made 600 bucks that day. Uh, and then we stayed at a hotel, continued the journey, got to Los Angeles four days later and uh, went to Third Street Promenade. And we were like, this is perfect. This is where you have to be. And then right when we started performing, we got arrested uh, because you need a permit. So the guy let us go. He's like, oh man, you guys... <laughs> you're not supposed to be here, you know, and we're like, we're from Florida. We don't know. So he let us go, went to city hall, got a permit. And then from that moment on, uh, literally the first 30 days, we walked into an agent's office and, and, and submitted our stuff and was like, we want to, you want, we want to work in the business. And they're like, okay, cool. 30 days later, a commercial, uh, 20 days after that, there was a video, a music video, a TV show. I did uh, some stuff with the Wayans brother, my wife and kids. I did a dance flick with the Wayans brothers. I did uh, Gwen Stefani's world tour exactly a year later, uh, world tour when I, tra I toured with her for about three years um, on and off. But it was like her 2005 and 2007 tour, uh, Harajuku Lovers and Sweet Escape. Um, and then we did some stuff with Chris Brown. I taught him and I was in his run it video. And so there's so much, uh, but from the moment that I decided to leave Miami, I said, this is the, I'm going to get there and I'm going to burn my, my, my boats and I'm going to succeed no matter what. I don't care. Uh, and I think the, that mindset of not knowing what the fears were or not being prepared, uh, allowed me to get to an obstacle and overcome it and get to, nope, you can't do that. You can't make money dancing. Uh, you can't make a living dancing and you definitely can't make six figures dancing. And I, I objected all of that and said, yeah, right. Watch me. And through the, through the business and through the 13 years I've been devoting to dance, uh, I was able to generate multiple six figures as a dancer um, yearly consistently. Oh yeah. That's crazy. I mean, the persistence in you and just the drive, that's crazy, brother. I love that. Thanks so, man. You it's... were even on uh, so you think you can dance as well. The TV show. Uh, 
Oh yeah, in two thousand nine, I got on that show, and I I was just like it, that that happened uh, really really quickly, but it was like it was amazing because I got on the show and everybody on the show is some degree trained and I was not a trained dancer. So when I got on there, I started doing ballroom and contemporary and it was just weird. But I think the passion for what I have and what my craft is and what I do uh, translated into every other dance I did and people, the world resonated with it. And that's when I found out that not only did I have uh, uh, an ability to perform or to express myself, but then, that expression touched many people and they're like if he can do that that's this that's difficult that's almost impossible i would never expose myself if he did it if legacy did it then i could do anything i want in life and that was my message on the show uh which also translates to the behind the movement which now i'm like you could do anything if 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 you're in a position like me, uh, no high school education, no, no college, uh, you know, drop out. I worked at tire shops. Uh, I was a mechanic for a little while. I did like, I tried to do so many things. I tried to do massage therapy. I didn't have my diploma, so I couldn't get my license. It was just like failure after failure after failure. If you can go through that and have your ability to go, I want to learn something new and have the discipline, the passion and the desire to do it, then I feel like the world is, is just missing out on the things that they could possibly be doing right now uh, by just jumping off the cliff and building wings on the way down. Yeah, that's so true. I love that. So let's talk about passion for a second, switch gears a little bit. I mean, you're, you're sitting uh, right in front of one of your projects right now. How did you transition into real estate? Uh, okay cool, cool crazy story yeah yeah um so obviously when i look at the house now like i feel like you know i i feel i get nostalgic and i feel like crying because uh, i remember it wasn't too long ago before i had a property or various i have uh, about five or six at the time right now uh two were just sold two just sold in miami we have this one two three four so we have four ongoing projects right now at different phases mm. and uh the the way it started was i used to go i used to be a seminar junkie not too many like maybe i would say five total that i've been to before uh, or four before i committed to one yeah. Uh, and I would go and I, and I'm from the street. That was my ego talking and saying, Oh yeah, I know it all. Uh, nobody can take my money and I, I don't pay for, for, for knowledge. Uh, I could just go get it from YouTube. And, and, and ultimately it came down to me sitting in a, in a room. Uh, and it was a, it was a seminar and I was like, Oh, I don't know about this. And, and then all of a sudden it became the speaker I, I connected with and what he was saying. And it was like in a point in my life where things just coincided, which aren't coincidences. They're like yeah. destiny. And yeah. it was just like so many things made sense for me at that moment that I said, this is my life changing moment. This is a defining moment in my life. If I don't take the opportunity, I will continue to do exactly what I've been doing for the last you know, whatever, 15, 20 years, 30 years. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, if you continue to do what you've always done, you'll continue to have what you've always had. Yeah. Same and so I made a decision to invest in myself uh, with my, with a mentor, with a team, with online education, with like obsessing over this program. Uh, and I, and little by little, my, my, my business partner, my other half and myself, um, decided at that moment, she was like, yo, I don't really care about real estate. I'm just here to support you take notes. And I was like, well, and then the, the information made sense. And it was like, wow, this could be good. And so we've started and she loves, uh, she loves, uh, my business partner loves to do, um, 
remodeling, like meaning the, the design aspect of it. I love meeting the people. I love making sure that we can get something negotiated for a lower price. Uh, I, I'm the one that likes to communicate and say, this is an investment, go get the money. I raise the capital. I do the selling. So I do the buying selling and she does everything in between. So okay. um, ultimately it's just knowing where your team is, what your strengths and weaknesses are and actually capitalizing off of it. Yeah. Let's talk about, you know, you brought up mentorship and coaching, um, you know, just constant education, because I think we all come from that spot where we all think that we could do it, or at least, at least speaking for myself, I, I definitely went down that route of, uh, you know, on the internet, everything's out there. So I, I was on YouTube a lot and podcast and a bunch of other things, just trying to soak up as much. But um, what actually pushed you over the edge to to be able to, you know, make that decision that you needed somebody to actually give you that guidance? Well, it, so here's the thing. I, I, I believe that all the information is out there. Yeah. Um, the only problem is that if you think about it, it's never like information is so sporadic uh, that you, it's never concentrated in one area. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you're paying for the organization and the focus. And so I, I, I didn't try to go learn it anywhere else. I, that was just my first, like, like if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this the right way. And what snapped it back into my brain was the day I started dancing, I found two or three people that were really good. And I was intimidated by them, but I'm like, I'm going to go hang out with them. And I didn't really, I didn't really want to hang out to like be friends I hung out with them because I was like, man, uh, I think these guys uh, are advanced in the way they see movement. Yeah. Uh, I just want to learn. And then through that became friendship. And then through friendship became, oh, oh, wow, I'm being actually taught. And what was more important was what they were teaching. I was able to grab, sponge, and emulate and create my own version of what I was learning. So... Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, I was doing uh, windmill flare swipe, three moves, three dance moves. And so my boy would do it. And then I was like, I wonder if I can reverse that and go this way, flare, stop in the air, go the other way, windmill, and then stop and do swipe opposite. And all of a sudden I created this crazy style where it's ambidextrous. You do one move one way, move the other way, move the other way. And I innovated that during that time. Uh, 1996, 97, 98, 99, uh, which allowed me to win competition. So it's having the people that are doing already what you're doing and then putting in, okay, I'm going to learn, I'm going to implement, and then I'm going to add my flavor. And that's the key. Uh, I, I, for a long time, was, was, was fake with myself, meaning I've always been genuine to everybody, but I'm like, I'm from the street. So if I'm going to do business in real estate, I have to put on a suit and tie and act like a businessman. And unfortunately, when I did that, I became this very serious, like, I'm not going to smile yeah. <laughs> because I'm doing business. Yeah. Uh, and one of my mentors said, hey, dude, like w people love you for you because you're like excited about life yeah. and you're expressive. And, and he's like, where, where's that guy? And I'm like, oh, shoot. I was totally thinking I had to put on a suit. Like, I go to business meetings with behind the movement shirt. They're like, what is that? I'm like, I'm a freaking dancer, dude. I'm like, yeah. I freaking know how to dance. 
but I'll flip a house real quick uh, <laughs> because I have the knowledge and I have the certainty and I have the self-confidence. And, and I think those are components that are very vital in your growth and in your business. Um, just personally, like screw the business aspect of it. Focus on what you're like what your personal being feels happy doing. Uh, and then that's what will carry into anything that you do. Yeah, man. I love that. Okay. Let's, let's switch it all over into, um, into get real estate right now. And, um, you know, you did jump into some education part, you know, with some mentorship, uh, and what was it? It was, um, what was the group that you joined with? Oh, Fort Mastery, Fortune Builders Mastery. Okay, Fortune Builders. Okay. And uh, what year was that? 2013. 2013. How many deals have you done since then? I think we're about close to 20. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and when I say 20, uh, I just want to be cl clarify something because yeah. a lot of people do, you know, hundreds of deals a year, right? They're in Detroit and they're doing, yeah. and not to knock them, but uh, they're doing, you know, five or six at the same time. And the profit margins, like we're doing uh, six, four right now that are, uh, one is a 1.7 purchase price. The other one's a million purchase price, a 1.2 purchase price and like a million dollar purchase price. So these are, uh, you know, I've got like, I mean, I'm like six, $7 million in debt. Uh, yeah. Good debt, you know, yeah, good obviously debt. good debt. So, so it's important so that the, the hard work that I've devoted and the, and the, and everything that I put into it, uh, the outcome is how much risk can you, how much risk can you avoid by understanding your systems and also how much you can leverage and go, wow, the, the, the jump that I've done in, in real estate from 2000, we started at 13, but I went on tour with Mariah Carey. So I was completely like uh, disconnected from, I was learning on the road, but I wasn't implementing. Yeah. And then when I got back, we got our first deal within the next, within, within like 35 days, uh, we had a campaign, somebody came back and we're like, wow. And it started immediately. So if I would have stayed here and not gone on tour with Mariah or I think, it was, yeah, Mariah, um, or I went, I did go to Vegas for a few months to work at the, with Steve Wynn, uh, for, yeah. at the Wynn creating a show, I would have been doing real estate way sooner. Uh, so these properties, these 20 properties are all within the million, million plus. There was one that sold for 3 million and one for six and a half. Okay. So you're definitely focusing on strictly the, the high end kind of luxury homes? Uh, not focused. It just kind of happened naturally. Awesome. Uh, California is, is, is a, yep. I won't say expensive, but it is a, you know, the, the things are more, they're, they're worth more, they're more valuable. And so, uh, you, you know, you, you buy a house for a million dollars, your profit margin is different than if you buy a house for 60,000 and put 20 into it and sell it for 120, you know, it's like you get 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand profits in the small yeah. ones and you get uh, over six figure profits went the bigger ones yeah price is what you pay value is what you get yes so, so what area are you actually investing in we're in the valley so woodland hill studio city um we've got tarzana uh you know di different a couple a couple different areas all la area yes okay you finished my, my, my uh, cabinet okay. guy. All right. Okay. What, do you need me for anything? No. Also, I name the numbers. I send you the price. Okay. And, okay. Perfect. I love right. it, man. So All good right. to see you.
I'm on a on a conference, but they say uh, hello. Okay. There's there's a hundred million people watching. Oh yeah. Yeah, they they know who you are. You guys need cabinets? A cabinet guy, baby. All right. I give you my card. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay. All right, thank you, man. I love That's it. That's good. He's, like, I love he's it. already hired and he's trying to market some more. Yeah, that's good. Nah, that's good. That's good. I like him. Um, anyway, that was a cool. That was that. Now you guys don't really know. I'm really like, in the middle of a meeting. Yeah, and you're stuff. in the middle of it. You're not playing. Yeah, around. yeah. I like that. <laughs> Windows are coming tomorrow. Thank goodness, because they would have made a lot of noise. They're coming. Yeah. They're being uh, brought here tomorrow. Okay. Anyway, so what's uh, what were you, what were you saying? Uh, so. I don't know. That threw me off as well. I have super ADD right now. I'm like, that's good. That's good. So let's talk about your first deal. How did that? Yes. How did that come about? You know, throw the numbers at me. How, how did that play out? And, and actually, all right. So first deal um, had a marketing campaign out. Yeah. And some lady called. What was that exactly? The marketing um, campaign. Marketing. It's called. It's a marketing campaign. Bandit signs. You know, it's like that say. You know, sell sell your yeah. house in nine whatever. Sell your house fast, cash. Uh, somebody called us and said, and we actually had the marketing in a different city, which this happens quite a few times in a different city. And then they're like, hey, we have a house in that city, and we're like, we didn't even market there, but it was fine. Uh, so the, the house was in Simi Valley, and uh, and we purchased it. Uh, there was a few, few negotiation things, but we purchased it ultimately for two sixty. 260,000 put about 69 70 into it and sold it for 410 and so the profit was roughly about 45 290 with 86 cents 45 290 86 cents and so and so that was our first deal ever that was like oh man that's a sweet spot 200 300 purchase price that's what we're gonna do from now on yeah uh and that didn't last a very long time because the next house we we found uh, was we found that through being on the MLS. It was actually on the market. We went, negotiated, and uh, and then picked it up for eight fifty seven. Uh, incredible! From two sixty to eight fifty seven, I was like losing my mind. Cause yeah. mind you, I'm from the street. I had never done a deal. I had never, meaning I had never done a big deal. I thought you know ten thousand dollars was like a lot, a lot of money. Meaning ten thousand dollars in in perspective uh, could be a lot of money. Like ten thousand dollars a lot of money right now yes uh could it could it uh, sustain you for the next 50 years uh and which could you retire off of ten thousand you'll say absolutely not that's like pennies so when you put it into perspective i didn't have the the devaluation of money to go oh that's don't worry cabinets are twenty thousand dollars or ten thousand i was like what cabinets are what like wow so but in the grand scheme of things it's like where your mind goes perspective of course um so our, our second house was 857 purchase. We put 120 into it. So we're, up, we're into it for a little bit under a mil. And then we sold it for 1.185. We made a $106,000 return on that. Ooh, okay. So that I was do, our second deal. I, I do want to talk about contractors, but before we get into that, um, I, I want to talk about the bandit signs as well. But for, for this particular property, the second one, you said it was, it was straight on the MLS. Was that fresh on there or was it like an expired listing? No, it was one day on market. Oh, okay. But it was just a good deal? It was just a, uh, we, so there was a lot of, uh, I, I'm always a big fan of how, how to create. And this is like a private thing, but I'll share it on here because I know that your, your people are awesome and, uh, and I would love to give advice to them. 
that is really cool. I find opportunities, and you can too, and so will everyone else that listens to this. You find an opportunity, and then you make it a deal. Mm. So you find an opportunity, make it a deal. And the one we found was on the market for like, I think it was nine something and we negotiated and there was a few people and we were just so organized, so on point, so personable. So uh, we showed up on time. We like everything that was structured about not just the paperwork for the deal, but everything that goes with being professional, we portrayed it. And the, the agent was like, I love working with you guys. Any other houses that I find, I'll bring you some more. So uh, that was awesome. That was really cool. Okay. So, I mean, real estate, I can't say it enough, but it's definitely a, a relationship built business, just like a lot of things in general, but absolutely. You know, have, have you uh, actually <clears throat> done more deals with that, with that agent? Yes. Okay. See, that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah, what it's did. about. Okay. So um, jumping back to the bandit signs, uh, the, did you pay a company to do that or were you actually, you know, did you personally buy a stack of bandit signs and, and <laughs> So yeah, we, we, we bought, we bought the bandit signs. Um, I think, hold on, let me think where he got it. Signs. I'll give it to you after and you can put the link in there for people to, if they need it, they do. It's an internet, uh, uh, place that does bandit signs and they they can get a discount and stuff. I think it's your first time or whatever, but, um, so bandit signs, we had them out and we actually hired a driver but what we did was we drove them first to find out how long it truly took. So that to, to find out the exact timing it took to do every region. Uh, and so we did that and then we hired somebody and just taught them the f- first couple signs. And then that was it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of outsourcing now. I uh, had no idea what that was before. And now it's like, I'm a big fan of it because what happens is we're trying to value our time. And if we're trying to be valuable with our time and spend our time where, where, where time needs us and where we're more efficient and most efficient, then you got to find a way to outsource. You got to get people to do the things that you can't do, don't want to do, or don't get paid enough to do. That's right. And focus on the things that, you know, you actually are beneficial at and something that you enjoy. So yeah, yourself out. exactly. Cool. Let's talk about contractors for a second. You know, let's I, talk about the contractors. Yeah, it's it's like the biggest, <laughs> it's like the biggest uh, I guess issue or something that constantly gets brought up in the real estate game. And I love it that you just had a contractor come up. I mean, that's good relationships. Everything's you know built very well right there. It seems. So yeah. you know, give me give me your thought or your background experience on contractors. Look, here's the here's just the basic truth they can make you or break you. That's, That's it. Right. But, and mind you, they're really important, but it's more important to understand how to manage them. Yes. Uh, and, and I think it's about leadership. I think it's about uh, relationships. It's about trust. It's about what you allow. Uh, and so we had, it's always, it's always great to have them, the contractor, be vetted out by other people, which means referrals are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and, and us, we, you know, we, we've got a pretty well oiled machine, but we've got holes in the kink, uh, kinks in the holes. And, you know, we're, we're trying to iron stuff out. Uh, and, and ultimately, um, you know, it's not perfect, but you work 
at it so much that you get it near perfection and and mm. not, not perfection like that nothing's going to happen but just the ability to move move about a problem quicker than other people that will have a problem stop halt and have to be frustrated or figure yeah. it out that's where the delays happen and delays cost money and the delays equals money out of your pocket that's it yeah, for sure so when problems come up, I mean, obviously you're a problem solver. You, you just react quick and you get it solved. So I don't try to react. I try to respond. That's right. And so when something happens, I'll say, okay, hold on. What happened? And then I try to get to the root of that problem first before I think of the solution. Mm -hmm. Find out what happened and who did it and let them take ownership of it so that it doesn't happen again. And then you move on. Okay. And then you start looking at different angles, different things, asking different people, because you ultimately want to create five or six different uh, solutions and then go, which is the best one for me, which is going to save us the most money, which is going to be more effective, which was going to make the best, you know, the biggest impact or whatever. You go through all those uh, leadership kind of ideas and thoughts and say, uh, we're going to end up doing that. And it ends up when you take a chill and relax and don't get so reactive and get mad and you could get it mad, but don't, don't react. Yeah. Uh, then, then you still have the power to make the decisions in order to benefit your business. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you could always get mad, but I, I don't know what kind of, um, you know, it's not going to solve much. Exactly. Uh, cool. Um, so I do want to talk about, you know, the, the best deal you had, along with the worst deal you've had and then afterwards kind of <laughs> jump into systems and okay. how you kind of came up with your system. But, okay. uh, but if you don't mind, I mean, you know, whatever you want to go for first, you want to jump into the worst or you want to jump into the best? Uh, let's go with the worst. Okay, cool. Let's get it out of the way. So the worst was, um, we, I per we went and purchased the property, um, 600, no, um, how many square feet? A thousand twenty-six square feet. I mm. bought it for six hundred thirty-two thousand. Uh, it was on the market for like five eighty or something. So I, I just had a vision of what it could be, and it's the first time we had ever added square feet. We added thirteen thirty-four square feet. Mm. So uh, it was a it was a pretty big addition. We doubled the size of the house, and the problem was we relied on too many people and all and and then all of a sudden the price of the of the actual edition went from 20 grand to 100 and so we went over budget and then we we went over budget and then we lasted in construction over about nine or ten months nine months over so, what you were anticipating well or? yeah we were gonna we were trying to do five months maximum yeah and it went nine months ten months and it sold like the 11th or 12th month so almost a year yeah uh and what happened was our our arv which is after repair value was estimated at a million a million 75 okay and we ended up selling because the market climbed at a million one fifty. So we still made a little bit of money, but it was like, we could have, that would, that would have been a bad deal, but it was a bad, that was one of the worst ones that we, that we did. 
Yeah. You know what, what's so awesome about that? Obviously, the market took care of you in that situation, which is awesome. You know, it definitely saved, saved your ass on that. But, yep. but I mean, overall, just like the, the worst ones could sometimes be considered, you know, one of the best ones because realistically, you gain so much knowledge, experience, you know. Yep. If that situation happened again, it'd be a whole different, you know, uh, outcome, which is awesome. Yeah, well, it is kind of happening, meaning we're doing an addition and we're okay. flying through it, like yes, flying. Yeah. That, the first edition helped. Uh, and now we're just like, we're like masters of, of being able to kind of take what's there and know that there are certain things that need to happen and, yep. and actually focus through it and, go, and, and actually knock it out faster. Yeah. I mean, some of the, some of the learning curves with some of the worst ones, are definitely just a setup for your comeback. So I think that's awesome. Yep. That's cool, man. And so, now the best one. Yeah, throw it at me. I love oh, to hear. Oh man, you, are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm excited. Dude. See, this gives me so much energy to like keep just getting out there and get more because I, I love hearing these stories. So, so we had, we had an agent. Uh, we have an agent, and she's super awesome. And uh, so she brought a lead, and and. She's a, she's an appraiser, a home inspector, and a broker and an agent. So, uh, so she loves she loves real estate. And so she went to a family friend, and they're like, "Hey, I, you know, my uncle passed, and this house is in a trust. I want to sell it, and the market is about 1.8." And she's like, "Hey, I have some investors that you might want to meet first, see if they can buy it from you. They'll give you that quickly." So we went out, evaluated the house, and we're like, "Wow." Uh, we've never bought anything for one eight. Yeah. This is on another level. And I said, I, I can't afford, I was being so narrow minded. I was like, I can't afford to hold the holding cost. Um, and so I, I passed on it. Uh, I passed on it completely. And I was like, nah, I went home, I slept and I was sleeping. And then when I woke up, I was like, wait a second, I have an idea. And I went back and said, Hey, we should have another meeting with the seller. So we had a meeting and we decided to do this ninja strategy, uh, seller finance. And so the, the seller carried the, carried the note or carried the, the it was paid off. So he was just basically uh, holding the yeah. cost. Uh, didn't have to pay any points and none of that. We said, we're going to put the money to rehab into the project and then and that was about 330,000 cause it was a 5,600 square foot house, um, on an acre lot almost. Wow. And so we were like, all right, cool. And our after repair value was 2.3 to 2.5 was like the range and 2.5 was on the high side. Yeah. And so, and so what we did was I brought an investor alongside me to put in the 330. Okay. We put the effort in the work. It was about a few, five months total, six months total, uh, meaning three months of rehab and then two months to sell or 30 days to sell. And we were like, listen, after we get our money back for rehab, so you'll get your one eight, we'll, we'll get our three thirty back and we'll split profit. So I was going to make between a hundred and one eighty or 200 okay. each. And he was like, perfect. And I said, but then if it sells for like two, five, five, then we'll split dollar for dollar because it might go up two, five, five, uh, or two, five, two point six. 
Yeah. And uh, and he's like, well, yeah. At that point, if you made the house beautiful and yeah. <laughs> and and I own it, then we can split it. So we're like, cool. We put it on the market, and it sold for three point two five five five. Oh my God, that's crazy. <laughs> we received a five hundred and fifteen thousand dollar check. Woo. Okay. And that was. <clears throat> That was insane. I mean, yeah. uh, if you can, if you can imagine the power of like the secret, uh, meaning like putting energy. Uh, we took a fake check, a little secret from you go on the website, the secret, and took a check and said like the universe, and we wrote five hundred thousand, like ten months before, not knowing anything, uh, and we put it up on our vision board, and then when we got the check, I forgot about my vision board. I came home. And I was taking a picture of the check, and then I was I looked up and I saw the white the, the the board the vision board, and I was like, "Wait a second, what?" And I walked up to it and I I lost it. I was just like, "Ah, uh, wow!" Like, I was I was happy, but then I was angry. I was happy because I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it!" And I was angry because I was like, "Why didn't I write two million dollars?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's great, yeah, man. man. That's so crazy. So, you know, right there, just that story alone, just, you know, getting creative and thinking outside the box, you know, obviously yes. with the education that you got to be able to actually come up with something like that is, is just, I mean, it's remarkable. That's awesome. That's so crazy. Thanks, man. It was, yeah. uh, it was definitely fun uh, and a blast to figure yeah. that out and, and, and have that under my belt now, uh, under yeah. our belt. Yeah. So now what did, what did that project look like? I mean, uh, how long did it take? Was, was the seller really cool about the whole situation or were they? He, yeah. No, he was super cool. He's a, a retired businessman. Cool. Uh, and he, he was just so happy with it that he gave us another property after the one that's 6.5 million one. Uh, and he said, I wish I would have met you when I sold my house. I would have done the same thing with you guys. So wow. it was really cool. It was really cool to have, to have him uh, approve of what we did. And he's like, you guys are masters. And it's like, wow, it's the first time we ever did that. How could he call us masters? But it's once again, mentorship, devoted hard work and uh, systems. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I do want to jump into systems. I, I was planning on it right now, but I feel like I do want to go back a second and. Let's and do it and talk a little bit more about the whole contractors. Like, how do you actually um, go about finding the right ones? And uh, I guess the system that you have into play to, to manage them properly. So we have a hiring system and it's just a bunch of questions that are vetting, like, you know, licensing, uh, um, you know, uh, capital to work it's like it has um uh, so you got you got that you got insurances liability coverage and so you want to make sure that these people have one a track record two you got to meet them and make sure that they're personable that they're awake that they're alive that they're like yeah what's up and that they know what they're talking about and then you gotta you have to check their work like get references and go and actually check out the references and be like, let me see your finishes and look around and 
make sure you look at the details because that is a reflection of what your house is going to look like. And if you find a contractor that's not good or you don't vet them out, that's your fault. That's your responsibility. That's your lack of leadership. And so for us, it was asking for referrals and we did, uh, and we met new ones and we called people driving by the truck and we tried everything that you would try if you're obsessed with learning real estate we called people i i I freaking ran off the road and be like hey man hold on let me get your number from your truck i'm gonna call you uh and so and they ended up you know not being good or too high priced or not understanding the dynamic of what we want to do and yeah uh, and so that's a big component of finding a good contractor is making sure you could get somebody that's teachable, moldable, still mm-hmm. within what they know how to do and teach them what you're trying to do and then create a long lasting relationship where you're both constantly giving and giving to each other and having win-win situations arise. Yeah. Now the, the um, documents and paperwork, the questions that you were speaking about just a moment ago um, with fortune builders, is that where you got that? It's like six, um, uh, like paper critical documents yeah, six yeah. papers yeah, six. so so the documents is already when you're working with the contractor there's like coverage that that allows you to be protected but that's okay. not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the intro we have a hiring system that has like you know a, a, a sheet that they can fill out it has okay. like their name, their, what, what they've done for how many years, their license number and information sheet. So you can put a folder in and actually go, uh, I'm going to do some research on this guy. I've got all I need right here. You don't have to sit there and ask them questions over the phone. You just do that. And then you say, oh, cool. They filled it out the right way. Let me have a meeting and see what else I can get from this person, meaning what other information I can get, go vet his work. And okay. then you can make a decision whether you hire. So there's a, there's a process, um, a hiring system process that allows you to vet them prior to even meeting them. And yeah. that's important because you don't want to waste time. I've, I've wasted hours of time sitting with somebody at lunch and I'm like, oh man, now I have to stay here for the 30 minutes and I already know I got a bad feeling. Yeah. Um, I, sh- I should have done some vetting and I should have known that this person is not on time or you know, shows up a little late or whatever the case was. I'm like, mm, I could have saved myself some time. Yeah. I can actually think about as well, like uh, asking a contractor to fill out kind of like an application. Most of them wouldn't like that. But then again, Bingo. if they don't, then it's like, those just aren't the the crowd that you're actually trying to work with and build, you know, yep. build your legacy with. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Let, let's talk about exactly. System. Let's jump into system. Yep. Uh, Let's rock and roll. I mean, what what does your system look like? How did you actually come up with it? And how do you just implement it and follow it every day? So so for us, obviously, we copy the system. Uh, meaning copy, we there's a system already there in place. And what we've done was, here's the, here's the part that becomes magic. For every area, for every city, every, every state, there's different things. And there's ways that you can do things because what happens is when you don't know that you don't know and then you start learning stuff and you start going through your growth chart, your unconscious incompetence, then your conscious incompetence, then knowing that you don't know how to drive, for example, uh, and then you go into your conscious competence and you're practicing and doing and practicing and doing and then unconscious competence, which is the not knowing that you know, which is automatic. Like when you drive now, you probably don't think, oh, I got to hit this and 
and I got to move this and here's ready already get in and you know where everything's at. So I think through going through that growth chart, uh, it helps you with constantly going, there's ways that I can improve. So the systems that we've created are within the bigger systems and it's like, you know, project management, um, uh, how to, how to keep tabs on the way that we, we, uh, function like the functionality of how a project flows. Um, the way I raise money, I have a way of keeping my people in line and, and, and there's something special that we do where we have someone come in and then we match their investment to, to just give them more, more like security or for them to go, oh, okay, cool. They're in the game too. So we do certain things that are within the systems, uh, that we've kind of created. Okay. Nice. <clears throat> now I, I guess my next question is going to be very similar to systems, but um, to kind of like dumb it down for a beginner that's just about to get their first property, you know, what does that look like uh, from start to finish in kind of like a blunt, you know, you don't need to get too far detailed, but um, start to finish on a pro on a rehab project. Yeah. Or just in general, just in general, I guess for, um, you know, for any type, I mean, you're basically, you just focus on, Fix and flip. Reha uh, on rehab, yeah, on um, flipping. Okay, so um, we don't well, need we, to get... We wholesale, too. Okay. Uh, I, let me... Uh, hold on. I'll, I'll give it to you super simple. It's super simple. Yeah. The whole concept is learning vocabulary. You learn vocabulary first. However you want to go, go Google real estate words. Uh, go to Barnes and Noble and pick up a little pamphlet that says escrow, yeah. real estate, what I like. Acronyms. <laughs> if you learn that first, yeah. then it's learning the market, how to assess the market. And that's uh, on, on, a, on a short topic. It's going, what is out there? How much do I need to, uh, my repairs, how much do I need to put in? How much do I need to sell it for? And what do I need to buy it for? So those three numbers are key what I'm going to sell it, what I'm going to buy it, and what I'm putting into it. And there's obviously formulas and ways to figure that out, but that's like the simple aspect of it mm -hmm. right now, like the explanation. And then it's finding a property, evaluating it, putting in an offer or yeah, putting in an offer, getting accepted, closing, having your team in place, starting construction, picking the materials, getting all that sorted, fixing it, going on the market, selling it, turning a profit. So that's kind of like the very green yeah. go out there, learn, learn how to learn how to speak about, about real estate and like a little bit, you know, you don't have to be like a master of just practice, practice with what you've got. And then you, you learn how to evaluate the market, learn how to estimate your repairs. Then you go to purchase price, rehab after repair value, uh, like what it's going to be sold for at the end. And then the transition of going in between those things and finding the team to put it together for you, uh, meaning to help you sell, to help you buy, to help you evaluate. Like there's, yeah. there's people that can help with that stuff. Uh, okay. And I think it's important to know that because you can't do it all by yourself. I sure as hell, I'm sitting here saying, yeah, yeah. That's why I keep saying us, our, and we, of because course. I'm not by myself. Uh, and I would never in my life would never have been able to accomplish this by myself. And when I say by myself, that doesn't mean that you need to seek the motivation of other people. You need to look for people that have a like-minded interest in what you want to do 
and attach yourself to those people because that's where you draw ideas and implement um, shifts and changes in yourself that allow you to become the person you were wanting to be. Okay. Now, <clears throat> when you when you talk about team and everything, it, is there certain people or do you want to shout them out of uh, people that have given you guidance along the way? Um, or oh, there's, yeah, there's mad, mad, mad people, like, woo! Yeah. like, like too many. So Cole Hatter, Fan Merrill, J.D. Asajian, Paul Conrad, um, the, Patricia, my, obviously, like, uh, there's just, like, I can think of every person that I've met that has a great heart is, is very successful and loves to share. Those are the people that I, I'm giving, I'll give a shout out to all day. Uh, and my immediate mentors, obviously, is Stan Merrill, Paul, JD, yeah. um, Conrad. We got Cole Hatter. Cole Hatter is probably the at the at the top with those guys because um, it, it's just a matter of like you ask a question, and what my problem in the beginning was, can I even do this? Can we even accomplish? doing a house or getting into real estate is this even real is this yeah. even reasonable for me and and it had nothing to do with the systems the company it had all to do with my personal self yep. and once i gave myself it's almost like you have to give yourself Mission. when you come from a background that that is like mine you don't you've i've never had validity i've never had validation from like friends i never it was always people against me it felt like uh, and, and so when I finally decided, let me give myself permission, uh, like you said, um, then it started happening and it was like, oh my God, this is magic. And it was like, no, it's not magic. It's just hard work. It's just devotion. It's just putting in time. It's just passion. It's just being excited. It's just, it's just living a little bit and sacrificing a lot and, uh, reaping the rewards. I mean, if you can imagine when I got any check back from any house, uh, I, I couldn't believe it was, it was my check. I was like, yeah. no, this has to be fake. Uh, and I'm like, wow, no, this is, this is real because of the hours that I put in the beginning and the hours that I consistently continue to put in. Uh, and I think that's a key to oh, yeah. success, uh, in anything. Yeah, man. I, I love speaking with you. Legacy. You definitely got, you got the heart in the right place and you're just constantly dropping gold. So I love that. You know, thank you, man. So you want to just give a shout out to um, exactly like what you're working on right now, the the projects that you have going on. I know you mentioned you got a couple in Miami or in Florida in general. Yeah, two two properties in Miami. They actually just closed, just closed. Uh, and I received both the checks, uh, one on Friday and the other one on Monday, which I was super ecstatic about because cool. uh, my, my little cousin is in Miami and I, sh I taught him some systems and he went and I showed him some negotiation tactics and, uh, and some, some, the ability to communicate better. And he went and got a property, put it on the contract. I flew in, we bought it, started rehabbing it, went and something else and, uh, and, uh, and found another, another one, one, another one, and then finished that one, put it on the market and they both sold. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. So, um, what, what kind of projects do you have going on out here? Uh, I have a, uh, property south of the boulevard in Sherman Oaks and uh, that one is we're adding a second story where there's a master bedroom master closet master bathroom another small like either a study or a 
like a nursery and then a laundry room. Then you go down the stairs and then the rest of the house was there all compartmentalized. We opened it and now it's an open concept. Uh, it's huge. It's amazing. New windows, new flooring, new case, base, uh, siding. We've got uh, Cape Cod style is going to be. We put insulation. We've done uh, the bells and whistles to make it look super amazing for that area. And, uh, and we're really excited about that. Wait, so let me just like get this correct. So this was a single family? Uh, just it was a single family floor? house. First floor? First floor. You took off the roof and you added in a, a second addition? Like no, so, so yeah, so it's the regular house. So if you can imagine it, it's like, um, it's, like it's a regular house. And then over the garage, there was nothing. Okay. So we took off the garage, demoed the garage, underpinned and added foundation. Yeah. And we stuck a second story on top of that, where it's all was the additional bedroom okay. and all the stuff that I described earlier. So it's, but then we changed the, the pitch of the roof uh, to gable in the front. So it looks like a, it looks like it's not an addition. Super cool. It's really? like a, yeah, it's really okay. cool. Cool. So, I mean, do you have any learning curves or, or something that you would definitely recommend? I'm sure you uh, but. Yeah, when you say, I mean, there's obviously always learning curves. So, um, like, but give me one that maybe you think would be good to speak about, and I'll tell you uh, what I learned or how I learned it. Hmm. Um, I mean... I've heard some people having issues with agents. Do you, do you use any like random agent? I know you have that one, but do you just stay focused with, with that particular agent? We have four, four agents. Four? Okay. And, and I always, and I, and I believe like, um, like all my men. So most of the time it's people's egos that get in the way of quality people. Uh, meaning of you, of somebody being amazing at what they do. So, with agents when you have a problem with them it's just about communicating and going listen this is what i need if you can't uh deliver that then we can't work together or, you know i appreciate you your time bye and it's actually meeting 50 agents because the first three are not going to be ma masters and we're not going to be like the best thing that you found um i think that happens over time and that's the learning curve uh submit more offers talk to more agents talk to more contractors don't just think that you're gonna go and go oh hey nice to meet you i'm starting a real estate business perfect right. contractor hey what's up agent perfect agent hey what's up trades perfect trades yeah. hey what's up lender perfect lender because that's impossible and that's that's a bunch of bs uh, that that my curve is I actually did this in the beginning even though i learned about it and and i just decided to do this upon myself i met like 80 or 90 agents and the first like 30 they were they were garbanzos yeah they were super gar and not it's because they thought they knew it all and yeah. all they wanted to do was buy a house so that i can lose money and they'd make money on the end yeah. and then they figured they could do that to 20 investors and then everybody else would be wiped out and uh the competition would diminish and they would make money off of one person uh, off of various people one time and uh and i wasn't about that yeah no of course i mean when, when somebody's just focused on the money aspect instead of actually the vision but, oh yeah you know that's it's always gonna fail. not never good yeah of course. that's never good
So do you have, I mean, when it comes down to raising money, has there ever been issues with that? I, I know a lot of people kind of, kind of like you said, like when we grow up in one just atmosphere and we, we come up with that limited mindset yep. um, to, to think, you know, how am I going to raise this money? Why would somebody actually trust me with giving me all this money? You know, like how does, how does that work out? Um, yeah, well, raising money in its own is, is, is a, is a, you need, it's an art, it's a skill. Yeah. Uh, and, and how you do it is based on how you, how you portray the message of your business. So if, if like, for example, like me, when I raise private money, I am, I'm telling people about my life. I'm telling people why, why I'm so trustworthy and why people need to invest with me or why, why they could invest with me and have a good, and I tell them about the people that are investing with me. And if they haven't already, if, if they have nobody investing and it's the first person I talk to, uh, people want to do business with people that are like them or who they want to be like. And so, and so when I'm like, Hey, you know, I, I want to grow. I want to learn. I'm like hungry. I'm doing this. I got like, I've got systems. I got this. They're like, wow, this, there's no way this kid can fail. Like if he drove from Miami and ran out of gas and had 240 bucks and he's doing real estate and he's putting the same effort, he is not going to fail. Uh, and I think that that's, that's the, the, the thing that I learned the most is once I was able to translate that into my business and show people what that was about, then people were like, I want to give you money. And then the other thing is going, people will give you money. There's money. I was like, Oh, I don't know. Nobody has like a hundred thousand dollars laying around. Nobody has a million dollars laying around. No, there's a lot of people that do. And that's, if you understand that, then you're, you're in the money. Literally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Literally. <laughs> Cool. Well, uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I mean, do you, do you have any kind of like last words that you, you think would be beneficial to, to other people out there? You know, yes. Um, uh, this is obviously real estate based. And, and for me, a passion is real estate because I love the transformation and I love the communication with people. That's it. I, I don't like cabinets. I don't really care for wood. I don't really care about windows. I could care less about concrete. I hate freaking dust. Like, for me, I found within what I am doing, how to fall in love with the aspects that I do love. And that allows me to reap the benefits of having fun. Uh, I think that most of the time we as humans like to create excuses and like to set boundaries and limiting beliefs that don't allow us to truly feel who we really want to be. Uh, and, 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 and we are so consumed on what we've remembered from our past that we've allowed ourselves to say, I'm stuck in the past. Uh, I can't move forward. And, and if you don't think about your past and come to terms with what happened and go, I am not going to dictate my life based off of my past experiences. I'm going to reframe my mind and go, I am now a successful business owner or person or flipper or real estate investor or professional dancer or doctor or whatever, fill in the blank with what you want. And then from that moment, live life as if you were that person 
like Tony Robbins says, if you went into a coma today and you woke up and I was by your bedside and I said, hey, man, or hey, girl, um, you know, you were at the top of the game. You had $17 million. You still do have $17 million in your bank account. You led a team of 500 people. You were so amazing. You were badass. You're intentional. You were living with a purpose. You're a real estate investor. You're a doctor. You're a dancer. Um, that's what you were before you got knocked out. And there will be like, wait, what? And then what the question is, how would you carry yourself then? How would you dress? How would you talk? How would you speak? How would you feel? How would you react? How would you not react? How would you respond? So all of that together is like, wow, I want to reframe myself. Let act like I just came out of a freaking long sleep coma, woke up and I'm this person. Let me start being like this person, still maintaining the smile, the genuine and the sincerity that you have as, an individual uh, portraying that to the world and to the public, which is kind of our an obligation. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so what do you got going on for the future? What does your future look like right now? I am the future. <laughs> uh, nah, man, I, I'm living the moment. I think it's important not to think too far ahead or too far behind, but uh, I think living in right now where I'm at, I see the next five years and I'm trying to reverse engineer how I do it. I want to have multiple projects, obviously, at the same time. I want to make a certain amount per year uh, and I want to be able to help the community more and give back more, uh, donate more percentage of my business, meaning of the profits that we make to help other people, other families, my family. I want to retire my mom and dad. I want to be able to get some money from my, my kid so when he grows up, he's working hard. I'm teaching him, educa educating him, but he's working hard to earn the money that I've worked hard to leave for him. Uh, and I, I really just, I'm focused on leaving. Uh, Philip McKernan says it best. Philip McKernan is amazing. If you don't know who he is, check him out. But he says, uh, your legacy is not what you leave the world um, your legacy is not what you leave the world is what you give is what you is what you give it mm. I think hold on let me double check your legacy is not what you leave the world is what you is what you give there you go your legacy is not what you leave the world with but what you give what you give oh. meaning meaning right now what you're yeah. giving to the world back that's your legacy because you're not going to be remembered for you know if you go away you're not going to be like that guy had an amazing car or look at that guy's house or look at that guy's square footage or yeah. you know my buddy cole hatter always says you know look at that look, look at that guy's money nobody cares they care about how you made them feel uh and they care about how you impacted them that's and right. uh and i think that's really important oh yeah i agree that's good that's good um, cool. So how can, I mean, I, I know you have, uh, I was going to say, how can people reach out to you, but you also have some, some things going on right now, right? You have your Yes. Support? Yeah. So you can, people can find me at legacy Perez, L E G A C Y P E R E Z underscore on all my social media or legacy Perez on Facebook. And, uh, and I'm actually creating, I it's already created, it's launching, it's already out, uh, for sale. It's an online course for dancers. So if you know dancers that are really good at dancing, but don't know how to make money, this is a course that I've created to, I taught, I'm basically teaching every trick that I've learned, how to audition, what are auditions, online submissions, how to make multiple streams of uh, money, performing, dancing, uh, music videos, TV, SAG-AFTRA and the union, um, like all of it. 
uh, how to stand out, personality, be professional, how to fix your credit, how to get incorporated, like all the things, taxes, like I teach what I've learned that have maximized my income and for dancers to not have to worry and guess, oh, what should I do now? How do I fill up my resume? How do I do my headshots? It's all mapped out. You just go on, study and execute. And I believe that uh, anybody, I'm talking about, if you dance, it's not about how good you are. It's, it's, not, about, it's not about what you do, it's how you do it. And uh, being on time is already one of the things. Your look is another thing that people, directors, casting directors, producers, choreographers, they look for. So I have this course that I'm super passionate about. It's called Behind the Movement Dance. Uh, it's out now. And, uh, and it's on my website, LegacyPerez.com. And okay. then I have, be, uh, next is something coming out for, for people as well called Behind the Movement, real estate, behind the movement, business. Nice. Uh, and it's all the whole, uh, my, my whole like umbrella of yeah. getting to the root of why and what we do and why we do it. And then being able to like amplify it and, uh, and, and, and be who you want to be. That's it. Oh yeah, man. I love that. That's, a, that's awesome. That's exciting. I can't wait to definitely check that out in the future. It's going to be amazing, good. man. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, I appreciate you, brother. Um, for everyone out there listening, you know, thank you guys so much for, for watching this. I definitely encourage you guys to share it. Anybody that you know that's interested in learning real estate investing uh, or dancing at, at that matter. You know? <laughs> or dancing and real estate investing. That's right. At the same damn time. So, hey, I want to uh, thank your fans. Uh, not your fans, or your fans and the people that are actually watching this and are going to watch it. Because the truth is, without them, you and I would just be talking to two computers to yeah. two people and that's it and i think our main purpose is to reach the world and right. and show people that one it's possible and two that you've got support out there and this is a platform for support so that's right i appreciate you brother cool. awesome brother thank you guys all so much you guys have been listening to ready set go real estate investing podcast it is your boy brandon elliott you can reach me at uh Investments.com or my email brandon elliott investments at gmail.com and yeah, till next time, you guys have been listening to another podcast with Mr. Legacy Perez. Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.